Hi, my name is Rob Scott from CX Today. Hope you're doing well. Today, I'm joined by Brian Atkinson, who's the VP and General Manager in EMEA at Five9, and he'll be sharing his perspective on the CX marketplace in 2022. Welcome, Brian. Thanks, Rob. Uh, looking forward to our uh, discussion today. Yeah, good to see you, Brian, and uh, thanks for taking time out to talk to me today about customer experience in, in the year ahead. Uh, I suppose just before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what Five9 does, please? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Rob, you'll, first you'll notice that uh, my accent is not uh, uh, European, uh, but I, I actually moved to the UK 13 years ago, and I moved here um, to run uh, a contact center business. Uh, and so I've always had a passion for customer experience, uh, so much so that I you know, went and got my certified customer experience professional certification. I've just really been involved in the industry for the past 13 years here in the UK. Uh, I live up in the Northeast uh, in Durham with, uh, with two kids uh, who are fantastic. Absolutely love them to death. Uh, and from a Five9 perspective, I actually joined Five9 two years ago. And um, you know, Five9 has been around for about 20 years and they're one of the leaders in the cl cloud contact center space, uh, but they were predominantly known in the US. And um, five years ago, they put our first employees here in uh, into the UK. And my role has been really about growing the Five9 brand, the presence, and really the, the customer base here in EMEA. Uh, and I'm really excited to share some of the things that we're doing here um, that I think is uh, you know, uh, compelling in this industry. And so uh, I guess that's just a quick high-level overview of who I am, uh, where I'm from, and then also a little bit about a little bit about Five9. That's fantastic. Thanks, Brian. Okay, to get things started, I mean, you know, let's talk about CX in 2022. How do you see customer experience shaping up in the year ahead? Yeah, um, you know, I always like to baseline things and kind of maybe reflect a, a little bit first. And, you know, we, um, we put out a, a customer service index uh, every year. This year was the first year where we um, actually included non-U.S. Uh, countries. So we actually included the U.K. and Germany, Spain, France this year. So we, um, we have got a nice European perspective as well. And from that, um, a couple of interesting statistics came up. Um, I mean, one, uh, if, we, if we look back a year ago, uh, kind of pre or two years ago, pre-COVID, uh, it said about 30% of UK re retailers were actually going to um, do their shopping you know, um, online. What we found this year is that 57% of UK consumers are actually doing their, their shopping online. So that to me tells me that there's kind of a shift here that, you know, we're doing more things from home, right? Whether, you know, we're just not comfortable going back out uh, into, into the world yet, whether we're, we've kind of changed our habits. I mean, that's one kind of one interesting trend. I think as it relates to, to customer experience, though, um, another really interesting statistic was that 25% of people said that uh, consumers said their contact center experience has gotten worse in the past year. 23% says it's improved. So we have 50% that says it's stayed the same. So we've got some interesting statistics there. You know, having been in this industry now um, for a good 12 years um, here in the UK, um, I, you know, the, the focus has always been on how do we take it to the next level? And, and this is actually showing that, you know, over the past year, really 50% are saying that the, the experience is flat. And so I think we, um, you know, we have a little bit of uh, work to do, and I think that that would be my challenge to the audience today is just maybe reflect a little bit on your own consumer experiences, maybe reflect a little bit into your organization and think about the things that, that improved 
that you did really well. Think about things that you know didn't do so well, and also think about the things that have just stayed stagnant. I think that's a really good way to kind of uh, put things into perspective about how things should shape up for your organization uh, going forward. So, uh, I guess my challenge is is out there, right? Let's 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 take a look at you know inspect you know the journeys. Let's inspect our um, you know voice of the customer data. And actually take a look at how we can help shape the future of uh, a customer experience yeah that is really interesting isn't it uh, mm. so what about work from home i mean th- that just went crazy during the pandemic obviously for obvious reasons but you know will the work from home trend continue uh even more into 2022 do you think yeah I think um, you know the stat that we just mentioned: fifty-seven percent of UK consumers will do their shopping online this year. I think that that's an indication that people are you know staying home. Um, I will say I'm in the office uh, today, and I was down for a uh, one of our largest uh, customers here in the UK's uh, leadership event yesterday, where we had a hundred um, you know leaders across their business, um, and we were working together on kind of uh, future plans for next year. Um, I will say that you know people are wanting to get together as well. So there's this kind of dichotomy of of like, do I travel? Do I not? Some people still don't feel comfortable. Some people are really wanting to get out. Uh, I mean, even at the event yesterday, you know, all of us had to take lateral flow tests before we attended the event, which is great, right? It it, it gives you that kind of sense that you're doing the right thing for you know, the community. And obviously, we all had masks on during you know, during the sessions and, and those types of things. So it feels like we're doing the the right the right thing. As it relates to work from home, um, I think it's you know, the hybrid model is here here to stay. You'll have you'll have the people that love to you know, socialize and get out and not you know do things you know get that Zoom fatigue if you will and, and you know, from twelve hour a day Zoom meetings. Um, I think it's a balance, and so I think we will continue to to see that. Um, I think you know going back to the other statistic that we talked about about fifty percent really of of consumers say that their customer experience hasn't improved, and twenty three percent say it's decrease, you know, contact center managers and operations teams had a really challenging year last year. A lot of them, you know, were still struggling with the on-premise world of how do we get, you know, agents to connect, um, you know, just with audio, how do we get their data systems connected securely? And so I think, you know, I think we give, we, we've got a little bit of, um, you know, uh, leeway, I guess, from, from the last year or so to, to say, it was a challenging time. It was hard for the, the contacts and our teams and, and not just the you know, people running the systems, but even the agents themselves, right? Trying to give empathy uh, to a, a person who's been on Zoom fatigue for 12 hours or not seen anybody for, for quite a while, you know, during our, our lockdowns earlier, earlier this year um, presents really challenging scenarios. So while those statistics, you know, aren't the best that, you know, 23% of um, experiences haven't improved, they've gotten worse. I think we have to take a step back and you know, think about the reality of the situation that we've just gone through. And so, um, you know, from that perspective, I do I do believe work from home will continue. I think there's some technology trends that will help, um, you know, with that uh, in the contact center space. So, you know, whether it's um, you know gamification type of technologies where you know you can get better engagement out of um, you know your agents or your advisors um, through you know. Uh, winning prizes and doing those types of things, um, you know, whether it's just better you know, analytics, you know, from a, a workforce um, a workforce management system to be able to make sure that we're um, you know, we're scheduling the, the staff appropriately from a, a virtual perspective. You know, there's some tools there that we've seen kind of an in, increase in adoption just because of this this hybrid this hybrid model. But 
Um, you know, back to your original question, you know, you know is, is it as big uh, and it will, will it continue? Um, I think we've kind of seen that the peak and I think we'll see it taper off a little bit, but I do think hybrid is, uh, is here to stay for sure. Yeah, that's really interesting. And in terms of the, you know, the future of CX and, and kind of how that's going to shape up in 2022, I want to just kind of ask you, I know you've done a, a webinar recently and, and, you know, you dive a little deeper on this, but um, just, I did watch that. It was really interesting. It just around kind of some of the, the top priorities for CX leaders and how technology is, you know, kind of stepping up to, to meet some of those challenges. Could you talk us through some of the, the big, big takeaways from that, if possible? Yeah, um, you know, I would... I would highlight kind of three three areas, and one I would say that you know um, what we've seen and what we will continue to to see into 2022 is that the best in class companies, you know, are nimble, um, are boundaryless, and also um, have been able to figure out what a digital workforce means to their contact center. And so those three areas are really, I guess, the three areas I would I would like to expand on a little bit if we can. Um, you know, nimble relates to uh, some of the things we just talked about. How do you, you know, how do you drastically shift the mode of operation from, you know, working in the office to working at home? Well, it's through through the the business being nimble and being able to leverage applications in the cloud um, to where it's seamless, right? Where you don't have to worry about firewalls and those types of things. So those types of those types of scenarios, right? Just being that kind of nimble, that nimble uh, organization. So if you know if you're watching this webinar today and you know, you're look, kind of doing some self inspection and thinking, you know, how can we improve? I would I would challenge yourself to look at you know how could you be you know, how could you be nimble? Um, I think that would be one one really really key aspect. Um, the second, which is boundaryless. We've been talking about it ever since I've been in the industry, and this is the, the silo that contact center is, uh, or was, if you will. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's always been, you know, this this box uh, that had really hard to configure integrations into a couple of different business systems or business applications. And as soon as you start to get into this modern world of um, data that is APIs and again, cloud-based systems, you're able to break down those silos so much more effectively. And so one of the trends that we're seeing is, you know, companies, um, especially large organizations, you know, making um, their data accessible through a data lake, for example, and making it to where you can access the information so much easier through simple API calls and through simple pre-built integrations, um, and then automating some of those um, integrations as well. So if an event happens in the contact center. Why not automatically write that, you know, to the to the backend system? And you know, that may sound, you know, Rob, like, oh, well, we've been able to do that for you know fifteen years. Yes, but you know, the heavy lifting that those types of integrations took mean that you got to do one or two things, and it was like that for two or three years. You couldn't be nimble. You couldn't change. Whereas today, you know, with a few clicks, you know, of a mouse you're able to be able to set up these connections and establish, you know, that kind of boundaryless data access. And why is that important? It's important because we have to know our customers better. Um, we have to understand why they're calling better. Um, we have to be able to um, you know, understand um, what their, what their, you know, their end goal in, in making, you know, a, a call or a contact into the, into the contact center is. And we have to be able to equip our agents better with with information. So this kind of all lends into that whole discussion that's uh, around AI and you know that kind of whole realm of like what what is AI? Well, it's it's all about you know surfacing that data 
making it more available to um, to an agent or to a consumer in a very consumable fashion that improves the journey and improves the experience. So, um, you know, being nimble, very key and being uh, boundaryless, very, very key as well. And I think the last area um, uh, is really around what's called the digital workforce. Um, before we get into that, I mean, I'd, I'd just be curious. I, I've kind of spoken a lot. I mean, your 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 couple of quick thoughts. Do you have anything uh, around a few of the things I, I've just said there? Yeah, it's really interesting what you're saying, and, it, and I suppose it makes perfect sense. I think the real challenge is how yeah. is, 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 is I suppose achieving those goals, isn't it, for a lot of organisations? Because yeah. we're all different. We've all got different makeup and uh, legacy. Uh, so I suppose yeah. uh, getting becoming nimble and agile and you know is a challenge a real challenge for all organizations so I, I find that really interesting but it does make perfect sense go on carry on what's Good. what's uh what 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 is you just about to say <laughs> about digital workforce digital i was giving you a little world. teaser yeah. there rob i was uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. so the uh the digital workforce um you know we we've kind of had this this thought or trend or people have been talking about in in the context now that the robots will take over one day and that's not what we're uh, referring to here by any means, um, but what the digital workforce allows us to do um, in 20, you know, 2021, 2022, we've seen uh, a drastic increase um, in the digital channels over the past few years. Um, you know, there's been a lot of investment, you know, around web chat, you know, and SMS and WhatsApp and those. Um, we've seen less um, innovation in the voice channel, and I'll talk about that in a second. But what this digital workforce allows you to do is to be able to handle those routine tasks, whether they're digital, whether they're voice, and handle them in a very, you know, natural language um, communication style. And that's that's where we're uh, where technology has really benefited us today, because you know we've had technologies like automatic speech recognition for many many years, but they're just really frustrating. But you know we have you know in our daily life we have you know Siri with us, and you know she helps us out quite a bit. You know we've got. Um, you know, our home devices that you know, we can speak to. And the beauty of that is that, you know, some of these larger providers like a Google um, have got really good at natural language processing, so much so that it's, you know, it's, it, it's kind of transparent to the end user. And, and so from a digital workforce perspective, what we're ta really talking about is um, you know, providing that self-service experience that's as good as um, a human for, you know, X percentage of your of your inquiries, right? Um, especially like things like change of address or ordering a new bin because you know mine, mine got got blown away in Storm Arwen the other day. Um, those types of those types of scenarios are very straightforward, and they used to be really frustrating self service experiences. But now with the the great you know kind of uh, conversational UIs and the natural language processing, those experiences whether digital. Whether voice, uh, whether it's accessing a frequently asked question database, um, those types of things are uh, very seamless today, and they—you'd um, be amazed, I think, at, at how much the technology has really advanced in a few years. Now, one of the key things is in harnessing, you know, these this, this digital workforce, and we call it really the intelligent virtual agent, the IVA, if you will, um, is that it—they've—they've they've got to be able to be deployed, you know, seamlessly quickly and at low cost, right? The, the, the things that we've been doing two or three years ago, um, you know, cost millions and millions of dollars in professional services. And, you know, it was only for kind of maybe a few of the kind of elite 
you know, um, companies that were willing to spend that kind of money and invest that technology. And what we see today is that we want, you know, that to be really consumerized, meaning like we want that to be available to all organizations, whether you're five contact center agents, a hundred or 10,000, and whether you're public sector or whether you're private sector, it doesn't matter. It should be, you know, available to everybody. And so the, the advent of, um, you know, these IVAs, uh, the digital workforce that can handle both digital and voice queries, um, and come in an out of, out of the box solution in a very simple interface that you can turn up in a matter of seconds. Um, we've seen as, as, uh, a really big trend that's started, that's, that's on the rise. In fact, you know, we, we saw 180%, um, increase in our IVA adoption just in 2021 alone and processing more than 82 million minutes, um, as well. So it's just a, a really a big trend. And you, know, you think about like Storm Arwen, for example, that just hit the UK. Um, you know, those are types of scenarios that maybe an insurance company, for example, you know, you need immediate access to extra staff and, you know, a virtual agent um, can allow you to do that and they can handle some of those, those queries. So you put in a really quick, you know, frequently asked questions, you know, in a centralized location and whether the consumer is coming in over chat or coming over voice, you know, they can they can ask those types of questions understand always oh, what's happening in my in my postcode um you know is you know it, it, when is power going to be restored for example if you're you know a utility company those types of things um can really offload um and help in not only just you know emergency situations but also you know in seasonality issues you know you think about universities and kind of clearing um how they can you know handle a lot of those complex queries and Probably the the biggest thing that I, I just will maybe close on in this on this topic is that um, you know one of the most frustrating experiences in, in customer experience for the, for the last ten years is the voice experience, and what I mean by that is that actually voice is the best way to communicate. You, know, you and I having this conversation today by voice is better. It would be better than you and I trying to you know, trying to message back and forth, you know, um, on WhatsApp, you know, what, you know, trying to have a conversation that would be really challenging. So voice is still the best way to communicate. The problem is everything wrapped around the voice experience has been bad, right? So it's like, how do you get to that voice experience? Well, you go through an IVR and IVR is painful, you know, and you get lost in some IVR tree and you just, you just get so frustrated that you end up trying to hit zero and try to just get to an agent or you speak to, you know, the, the interface, they just, just get me to an agent. The beauty of um, uh, of the IVA is that um, there's been, from a five nine perspective, there's been so much ad advancement in being able to handle um, the voice aspect of it that I, we we strongly believe as we go into 2022 that really the the IVR should die right that that whole IVR experience should go away. It should be natural language. The technology is there to do it. Uh, it's out of the box where you can seamlessly integrate it and turn up uh, services very simply. And from that perspective, like, let's just get rid of the, what's caused the bad voice experience for, for many, many years. Let's get to some self-service in natural, with natural language. Um, a few, you know, best in class companies are doing it today, but let's get that to the masses. And then let's get to a point where actually the voice experience is a great experience in the contact center because you've got a, a really great voice experience leading up to a live agent if and when you need to speak to them. So, um, I know I said a lot of things there, right? Um, but that whole digital workforce really is is what we're what we're seeing um, as being a big a big trend going into uh, into twenty twenty two. Yeah, no, I, I will say I, I love the IVA technology. 
I think, you know, so by removing that IVR, that classic IVR and the call, you know, long call queues and the frustrations that are, you know, attached to those, I think we've got to move on, haven't we? But there is a place for the voice call. There is a place for the, the web chat. Uh, you know, there is a place and a person for, for all these different options. And I think that's the, that's the shift that we have to make now, isn't it? Into these, the true omni-channel, uh, you know, contacting yeah. environment. So, You're yeah. absolutely right. Absolutely. Lots, lots happening in the CX space. Really exciting. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to see lots more from 5.9 in 2022. I mean, in terms of just very quickly how 5.9 are helping its customers and partners in 2022, what, what can we expect to see? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of, the, one of the core reasons I joined 5.9 was the culture. Um, it's an amazing organization with amazing people. We've built uh, a world, world-class um, professional services organization, a world-class um, you know, customer success management team, so the team that looks after our existing customers. And I think that uh, is why we see such a high um, retention rate of our customers. And so I think, you know, as we go into 2022, you know, if you haven't worked with 5.9 before, I think that's one of the things that you should come and experience because the experience of working with 5.9 is is great. Not only is the, the culture great, the people are great. And, you know, as you and I know, Rob, like, you know, um, you know, we were so busy in our day-to-day lives, you know, you don't want to, you know, waste time with, with uh, an organization that is, is frustrating or doesn't have that, that great culture that just makes it fun to work together. And so I think that that, that to me is something that, that um, I would, uh, I, I really love, uh, love about 5.9. And that's something that you, know, you can expect more of as we go into 2022. In fact, I'm just getting ready to do another interview for somebody else who we're hiring uh, to lead some of our, our teams here in, uh, in EMEA. Uh, next year. So looking forward to finding the right, the right candidates to continue that culture and just make, you know, make that collaboration between our, um, not only our internal teams, but with our customers um, successful. I think the second thing that you'll see is that, um, you know, we value partnerships. Uh, so from a, you know, from a partner perspective, um, we resell through numerous partners here in the UK, um, whether, you know, they're kind of the smaller organization like referral partners or whether they're um, specialist organizations that have been in customer experience for 20 years. Um, you know, we have got a variety of different partners that we, we partner with. Uh, we maintain that integrity with our partners and we work through them uh, as, a, as a key go to market. And we do see the value that, that they bring to um, other customers, whether they're, you know, a customer wants to deploy Microsoft Teams, for example, and wants to have real tight integration with Microsoft Teams because we've seen such a rise in that. Uh, we've got partners that do that. Uh, if a partner need a customer needs somebody that you know provides great telco, you know, well, five nine can do it. We also have our partners that can do that as well. So we've got, uh, I guess, just a really a really solid partner network um, that we work through, and and I think that that's, that's something you'll continue to see from five nine. Uh, we also have got really strong, as, as I mentioned, partnerships with the likes of Microsoft or even Zoom, uh, but also with companies like a ServiceNow and a Salesforce. And so we're continuing to expand, you know, those that ecosystem of partnerships because we do believe that being open, as we as we talked about at the very beginning about you know, boundaryless access to data, right, being open and letting customers have the choice of, you know, we'd like to have, you know, the, the ServiceNow or uh, desktop. Fine, that's great. We'll run the voice and we'll help you with the IVAs or we'll help you do, um, you know, this part of the, the customer experience journey. And we can create those, those tight integrations to deliver the right customer experience for the, for that organization. So you'll continue to see, yeah, I guess just great, great, uh, great culture, great teamwork and collaboration. And then also, uh, us continuing to, you know, tighten our, our strength and partners, which again gives the customer the, you know, the, the whole solution. So. That's great. And for anyone out 
out there looking to make contact with Five Nine or find out more, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so um, we've got a couple of different ways. Um, one, there'll be a link on, at the end of uh, this webinar. Uh, we've got our 59.com UK website uh, and websites across the various countries. Uh, or you can always you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm more than happy to, to have you reach out, reach, out, reach out directly to me. So um, look forward to, uh, to, to people reaching out. Well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. However, if you're interested in finding out more, absolutely, there's some links in the description. Plus, there is a link to that webinar we were discussing earlier. So do take a look at that. It's fantastic. Thanks, Brian. Good to see you. And it's been you know, great talking to you today. Thanks for all your insights. Thanks, Rob. Take care. And thanks to everyone for watching CX Today. If you've got some good takeaways from today's session, do give us a quick mention on social and subscribe to our channel for more industry news and insights. So I'm Rob Scott from CX Today. Thanks for watching.